I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your guest host, Bo Walker, filling in for Rebecca Cressman. And my guests today are uh, Ben Phillips from the Golden Rule Project and Amanda Hughes, from, uh, president and CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Salt Lake. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. Thank you, Bo. You're welcome. And not a yeah. slight uh, to you, Amanda, but it's safe to say that many have heard about the Boys and Girls Club. So hang on. Ben, (laughs) can we start with you? What exactly is the Golden Rule Project? Tell me about that. You bet. Well, let me give you a little background about the founding and some of the uh, historic activities. But we are a Utah-based public charity. Uh, We were founded in 2006. So we're now in our, um, I guess, our 15th year. Uh, The organization... um, was founded to really increase awareness uh, in the practice of compassion and kindness uh, stemming and focusing around the universal principle of the golden rule. And we have done that over the years through different modalities and uh, different ways, uh, both in arts and education. In addition to that, the aim of the, the golden rule We're really not uh, religious or uh, don't have any political affiliations, but we really aim to explore the golden rule as a basic human value and create uh, ways in which people can experience that. I don't want to sound ignorant, but the golden rule, is that kind of a a do unto others as you would have them do unto you? Go ahead and define it. What is the golden rule? Yeah, most people know it as that, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you under the premise that, you know, being kind uh, outward to others is really the the way in which you want to be treated. So mm-hmm. that really is the basic premise. Um, but what we have done as an organization um, over the years is we have gathered literally uh, hundreds and hundreds of formulations from uh, multiple uh, religious sacred texts, uh, text, um, different um, uh, cultures, and uh, throughout the throughout the globe, and we've compiled all these uh, phrases and sayings on our website, uh, which one can go and review. And so, by doing that, it broadens, you know, how the golden rule is defined, ways in which it can be interpreted, and so forth. Since two thousand six. Since two thousand six, yes. And initially, um, just to give a little bit more of the history. Uh, the organization started by printing these formulations and distributing these formulations in K through 12 schools as printed um, posters in which children and students could then read these multiple interpretations of the golden rule and 
sort of diversify how it is uh, interpreted or how it can be said or how it can be applied. Um, then more recently, over the past uh, five to seven years, we focused on doing live assemblies in K through 12 schools using uh, a, a magician and a magic show as the assembly in which the the principle of the golden rule was communicated through a magic show. And that had a lot of engagement, a lot of interest by both the faculty, staff, and of course, the students and the impact on the students. And that's been uh, very exciting. I love it. Ben, with the Golden Rule Project, and Amanda, I haven't forgotten about you, President and CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Salt Lake. Why do I have you two together today? Yeah, well, Boys and Girls Clubs, we've been around for a while, and we are um, committed to creating positive, safe, and inclusive environments for all kids in our, our clubs. And when we were approached about partnering with the, the Golden Rule Project to, to help kids um, understand what that means, uh, it just made a lot of sense to collaborate together. And we're really excited to, to partner with them to, to help our kids talk about being kind to each other, talk about bullying, and, and create a project together that, that really is meaningful and impactful on our youth. How long have you been with Boys and, and Girls Clubs? So I personally have been with Boys and Girls Clubs here in Slake for, uh, since 2010. We've been in our community, though, since 1967. Uh, we have seven locations across Salt Lake County, as well as out in Carbon County and Tooele County. So we reach about 5,000 kids every year um, and, and in, on any given day have about almost a thousand club, club kids walking through one of our doors after school and all day in summer. Um, and so this was really a great opportunity to, to kind of get the message out to a large group of kids and get them involved in doing something uh, about, about being kind to each other. So we love that. Now you have kind of tasked those kids with a project. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm familiar with this uh, terminology, PSA public service announcement as, as production mm-hmm. director, I've, I've been doing this a long time. I've written and I've voiced so many of those that were so ineffective over the years. I love the fact that you're using the youth to not only, you know, tap them for what they have heard, what they've seen, what they say themselves, but to write this PSA that we as a company, Bonneville, is uh, actually airing on our radio stations. Tell me how this came up. Who thought of this? I think it's fabulous. Um, Our current acting director, Miss Nicole Graham, um, who is with the Golden Rule Project, really conceived uh, this initiative for uh, engaging youth and new youth, in this case, the, uh, the youth um, from the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Salt Lake, to get them to participate and explore how they can um, basically voice their experience uh, with bullying and challenges they have had over the years and find ways to incorporate the golden rule to articulate their experience and to increase their opportunities to uh, shift that the bullying experience to one of kindness. And so the objective was to give a voice to the kids by allowing them to submit in either written form or an art form their experience with bullying and how they would apply the golden rule. And so from that process, we were able to receive uh, multiple submissions from ages five all the way up through 16 uh, to 
basically submit ways in which they could do a PSA. And of that, a handful were selected to then be interviewed live at KSL and record these recordings, which are now airing. And they're great. Like I said, they cut through like a knife. I Again, I've voiced, I don't know, dozens and dozens of these things that I think, oh, my gosh, nobody's going to hear this. But when you hear those kids telling their story in their own words, in their own voice, mm-hmm. you know, they're so different as well that it really cuts through. Uh, Amanda, was this a project that was given at the Boys and Girls Clubs or was this a take home thing they yep. could go and think on? How did that work? We did this in our in our clubs with our kids, which is was great. Um, we did it with, I think we ended up with about thirty six submissions from all seven of our locations. Um, we worked on it in in our clubs with our our youth development professionals as well. As, um, uh, we also partnered with SpyHop through this initiative, where they created some some information videos and different things about what is a PSA and what does this look like visually and what does this sound like and what what are the elements of that. So we were able to take that information into our clubs where our kids are. Um, we have them all day during the summer. So we launched this um, kind of back in August. And, and then as they, they came back into school, we wanted this to really culminate with October being anti-bullying you know bullying prevention or bullying prevention awareness month uh, to really to give them that voice. So we were able to do this in all seven of our locations, um, as Ben mentioned, with all age groups from, from five years old all the way up to 18 um, and really meet the kids where they are on a daily basis. So some kids could write about what it was. Some kids drew pictures about what being kind and treating others like you would want to be treated, what that meant to them. So there, there was visual elements. They could create a visual PSA. They could create a written. They worked on it with, um, with our staff in our clubs um, for, for a number of weeks um, and, and presented some of the, their submissions. Um, we, we put them all together and, um, and partnered with the Phillips Gallery. And there you can go see them on display now. Um, they've, they've got the, the written submissions up on the wall as well as the pictures that are up there at the Phillips Gallery now through the 28th um, in downtown Salt Lake. So those are up on display. Um, and then, uh, as, as Ben mentioned, there, there were a number that were selected, and, and there were three winners who were chosen to actually have their, their written PSA recorded and um, broadcast on, on, as you mentioned, Bonneville Media. We're, we're so grateful for that. What it really unique and special opportunity that these kids may never have otherwise have have had before um, to give them a voice, to let them know that they can make a difference, to talk about this, to express it in whatever medium they felt most comfortable. Um, really, really important for our social emotional learning programs that we're doing in our, in our clubs. It just aligned perfectly with the need. Um, so it's been a really fun project to see develop and, and kind of come t- together um, I don't know. One of our one of our little um, littlest winners, Ava Lynn, was from our rural community down in Carbon County, um, and her grandfather works in the coal mines, and um, she lives with him, and she's been coming to our clubs and um, had previously experienced um, bullying in another location. Um, and came to the club and had kind of a different experience, an inclusive and inviting you know environment. She writes about that. And she was one of these winners. And we were like, how are we going to get her up here to Salt Lake where she can record? Um, and, you know, there, there's uh, have this opportunity to be in studio. And, and they were able to make it work with the family to get her up here. She had a great experience, her and her grandpa coming into the city and into the studio and being treated like a star. When you hear her talk about 
what it means, you know, to be kind to others and why she, she, you know, it's important to her. It's just, it moves your heart. It's awesome. Uh, we're so excited for this and I can't wait for her to hear herself on the radio. What a great story. It's uh, Utah Weekly Forum. That's what you're listening to. Our guest today is uh, Ben Phillips with the Golden Rule Project and Amanda Hughes, President and CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Salt Lake. Um, let's talk about bullying for a second here. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's been around for a long time, but since the advent, let's say, of the Internet, there's this new thing called cyberbullying. Is that overtaken um, bullying in general that, you know, uh, uh, teasing people in school face to face? How is the cyberbullying working out now, and how are you guys trying to get in front of that and, and stop that cyberbullying? Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, from our observations, the, the cyberbullying, uh, what it has done is it has extended the reach of bullying beyond just the bounds of the classroom or the physical school experience. So that's been uh, one of the, uh, the greatest challenges in the in the bullying realm is that it's not now limited to the time period in which you're at school, but it's now uh, happening at all hours and, and the social media platforms uh, have enabled that. Hence the, hence the need to find new ways to combat that and uh, new mechanisms by which to give the kids a voice and, and voice their own experiences to uh, help overcome some of the new challenges. We know that at least one in five teens or tweens have experienced cyberbullying, been a part of it, witnessed it, or been bullied themselves. Um, And we think anecdotally that that with online learning and digital learning that happened during COVID and still continues, but that even now school is online and bullying, and there's even a new platform for that. We're hearing that that, you know, it doesn't just stop in school, it's online, it's in their private chat rooms and their Zoom meetings or in their Canvas or wherever they're logging in, and that it follows them home, it's on their phone, it's on their, you know, it's on every social media platform, and, and we just saw that. And where COVID and, and the pandemic took its toll the most is on the mental health and well-being of our kids, our very most vulnerable population. Um, so we really have been trying to make sure that when kids are are in our clubs and in our safe space that it's inclusive, but they have access to the technology with, you know, proper supervision, with good firewalls and preventions, that we talk about it, have those conversations about why it's important, why it's how we treat others, what's respect for each other, respect for for all that. Those are some of the things that we've been trying to do to really kind of combat the bullying and just have a zero tolerance about that in our in our clubs, in our space. And what do you think the results of bullying on those being bullied is, uh, long-term even? I think it can be detrimental to your emotional well-being. We, we know that the suicide rate in, in Utah is higher exponentially than others. Um, that that's a, an epidemic in amongst itself. Um, and we saw um, suicide ideation and suicide attempts increase during COVID and the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, even amongst uh, youth as young as, as 10 and 11 years old. Um, so it can have tremendous impact and then carry even that with them into adulthood of, of um, you know, their sense of worth and sense of self. I think it can be really, really harmful um, to your, your mental and emotional growth. Uh, so, so there the effects of it are um, significant, but I think when you see great things like this project come together, um, 
and give kids a voice and empower them to act and to do something, you can also see the, the reverse effects uh, almost as exponentially. It's a, it's a pendulum, right? And so when you, you put good out there, it comes back to you. Uh, and so that's one of the things we, we like to keep um, focusing. They're not, yes, the, the effects are, are harmful, but the impact of good is, is just as, as significant. I love that you guys are getting out in front of this. Ben, is bullying learned, you know, much like racism, uh, nobody comes out of the womb racist, you know, it's taught or learned. Can the same be said for bullying? I think so. And um, one of the children who did a live PSA, I don't recall which one, but it is airing on the FM 100.3, gave a great example where um, that individual was bullied and that person in turn went and did some bullying themselves. Mm. But it was only then when they realized the negative effects of the, the person they were bullying that they, they, they shifted their pattern of behavior. And the, the child articulates it so well. So it is a learned behavior, and it's a copied behavior. And this is the one mm-hmm. of the most detrimental pathways. But if, if it is a copied behavior, so can uh, uh, another copied behavior is kindness and, and, and treating others with respect. That is also a learned behavior. So if we just if we turn the if we turn the table and uh, create uh, new ways of uh, verbalizing uh, kindness, we think uh, the same can be learned and hopefully, uh, as Amanda pointed out, uh, grow in a new new direction which has uh, a much more lasting and positive effect. Well, in using the golden rule of, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, how are you incorporating this? So how can you use that golden rule in bullying situations? Do you give them examples of how to do it? Let's say they're being bullied. How can, how does this work in there? How do you institute that? Well, some of the points uh, we've made um, is to try to help uh, any individual um, respond with kindness and also but set boundaries for themselves. So when they are bullied, they're able to stop it or reject those um, attacks. And then in, in, in other situations where they may not be able to defend themselves directly, they do need to report bullying incident you know, to an adult or to staff or to faculty in which they need some support. So it's really giving them tools and other methods by which to uh, stop bullying in its tracks and 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 gain a new voice to uh, prevent it in the future. And I think so many have forgotten that being mindful that your actions and words have real consequences. They do hurt. You know, this old Mm -hmm. sticks and stones thing? No, they do. Uh, You know, the words hurt. They really do, and they last a lifetime. Uh, I see therapy. I see addiction in in their futures. Um, So I, I love that you guys are getting out in front of this. Amanda, you have Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Salt Lake. There is the national as well, correct? There's Greater Boys and Girls Clubs of America. When did that start? Yes. So we're, um, so, oh gosh, way, it's 150 some odd years. Wow. I should know the exact day. It's been around, I think, almost 160 years. Started in Connecticut um, way back in the 1900s when there was, uh, you know, kids running in the streets, um, working in, you know, the industry and in industrial settings and, and three women who were just like, we need to find a place for, for these kids to go and, and be safe. It started as boys club. Um, when we started in 1967, we always accepted, um, girls as well. 
Um, and then uh, eventually Boys and Girls Clubs of America adopted, um, you know, the, the name change into Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, but we've been all over all over the country for 160 years. It's one of the top five national recognized nonprofits in in the the country. Um, we're part we're proud to be part of that national movement. Um, it's a it's a great model in that that I like it. I, I kind of liken it to sports reference of you know you've got the Lakers and and the the Jazz, uh, but they both belong to the NBA, and you have to okay. do certain things to be in the NBA. But you each team is kind of independently owned and operated and, and autonomous in some of their, their operations. And, and we're um, set up that way as well. So we belong to Boys and Girls Clubs of America um, as a member organization, but we are our own 501c3 nonprofit here locally based, our own private board of governors, um, our own staff, um, and everything that, that we do here in our community. We're pretty autonomous as long as we um, have that awesome um, connection with our national organization that provides, you know, a ton of resources and tools and curriculum and um, marketing and awareness and everything that we can then bring and, and adapt here locally as well. Well, then I have to ask, uh, maybe there's some parents out there that are listening and they want mm-hmm. their boy or girl to get involved. How do you join? Yeah. Is there a membership? Is there dues? How does yeah. it work? So great question. So we are for all kids. Every my kids go to the boys and girls clubs. My teenager has been going since he was four years old. So it's a place for every kid. Every kid needs another positive adult role model in, in their lives. We have after school programs and and all day in summer, super affordable because we're um, nonprofit. Um, for just the school year, it's twenty dollar membership fee. Um, for the summer, it's another $20. Um, and where those um, fees may be a barrier for some families, we, we find ways to have them uh, scholarship in or, or, or serve the club to earn their membership. Hmm. Because we do want to foster a sense of belonging. We do have um, that membership fee. It's important they become a club member and they be, you know, there's expectations mm-hmm. and benefits that go along with being a member, and that's an important value to teach our kids. Um, any kid can sign up. Um, any kid can join. Um, you can visit our website if parents are looking for what's the, the best location next to them. It's GSL, like Greater Salt Lake Clubs, with an S, .org, GSLclubs.org. We're in Sugar House, downtown Salt Lake, Murray, Midvale, uh, I mentioned we've got um, Tooele and Price as well. So there's a huge sports program that we do as well, community-based sports, that we really focus on fair play and sportsmanship and respect. So we're, we're getting ready for our junior jazz um, season right now that will run in, in Sugar House and Murray from as little as three- and four-year-olds all the way up to eighth grade. Um We'll we'll do indoor soccer, outdoor soccer, all sorts of stuff that that we're doing. We're finding ways to keep kids and families safe um, during COVID by by having you know policies in place to help help us participate. Um, so there's really something for all kids, um, and and we we would love to have more kids join us right now. Very good. Well, in the few minutes we have left, uh, Ben, give us your website if uh, folks want to know more about the Golden Rule Project. Absolutely. Uh, there's still great opportunities for youth to participate, and they can do so by visiting goldenruleproject.org forward slash build a PSA. And at that location, at that link, there are a couple of great videos that were prepared by SpyHop Productions and uh, also um, some text there that describes uh, ways in which 
uh, youth can still uh, submit some of these. And lastly, while the show is still running at the Phillips Gallery downtown through the end of October, uh, parents and children can go in and view that show Tuesday through Saturday from 12 to 5 p.m. And that's at the Phillips Gallery, correct? Correct. Downtown Salt Lake at 444 East, 200 South. Outstanding. And of course, Amanda, you just said uh, gslclubs.org for more information for the Boys and Girls Clubs. I love the fact that uh, the Build a PSA, was this your first year doing this or are you going to do it again, I guess, right? This was our I first year initiating yeah, like, this. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes, and it was uh, funded by the R. Harold Burton Foundation, which we're greatly appreciative of. And now that we have this template, we do expect to do this again next year at a similar time. I love it. I hope it goes nationwide and every one of the boys and girls clubs hops on board with this and and decides to do it. Start it during summer so it runs during the fall when kids go back to school. It's fantastic. I can't thank you enough. Uh, Ben Phillips, the Golden Rule Project board member, and Amanda Hughes, president and CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Salt Lake. Thank you so much for being on Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you. Great to be here, Bo. Thank you so much. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.